It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today is quite the football player. Jake Winicky uh, played football in college for the Jackrabbits at South Dakota State. Then took his talents to the Minnesota Vikings as an undrafted free agent in 2018. And then took his talents up north to the Canadian Football League, where he played for the Montreal Alouettes. He was a CFL All-Star in 2021. And now he's a free agent waiting to get picked up. We'll talk to Jake about his football career and why faith is meaningful in his everyday life. Jake, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you on. Thank you, I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm really excited to be on. Well, let's say you grew up in Maple Grove, Minnesota, and you had a stellar uh, career at Maple Grove Senior High School. And uh, then you had to pick uh, a school to go to as a wide receiver, and you decided to go to South Dakota State. Why so? Uh, so South Dakota State, so they were actually my only uh, offer coming out of high school, but also, man, I went to uh, one of my visits and uh, met Coach Stig and the staff and uh, just saw the the culture that he had and that he was continuing to build, and just the amazing man of God that Coach Stig was. I mean, he prayed before our meals, even when I was on a visit, and did that all, all my time throughout my high school. But I remember when I went there, I was like, okay, like I know that this is gonna be a great school for me, uh, football wise, but also like man, I know I'm gonna grow as a man. I'm gonna know I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to have a chance to grow my relationship with God as well, and and I think that's really what what sold it, and ended up committing on the spot on my visit, and. Um, yeah, so grateful for that decision. Well, that's important because you were in a culture where you could thrive, and you did just that. And In fact, after redshirting in 2013, you were runner-up for the Jerry Rice Award as the football championship subdivision's top freshman the following year, and you garnered second-team Associated Press All-America status and first-team All-Missouri Valley Conference. You wound up catching 59 touchdowns. That's uh, quite a lot of touchdowns and hit in the end zone. Jake, but your time at South Dakota State, I know uh, I know one of your rivals is North Dakota, and uh, you know that's a tremendous rivalry between the Dakotas. But talk about your time at South Dakota and how you flourished. Yeah, so it was uh, an awesome time. And actually, uh, even speaking of the rival of uh, North Dakota State, uh, they actually played them this year in the national championship for FCS coming up on uh, January 8th. So I'm actually uh, excited. I'm going to try to go down there and, and make it to that game. Uh, but that should be... That should be a good one, um, but yeah, I mean it was a it was a great great spot for me, a great fit where uh, was a part of some some great teams, but also I was able to have a lot of success uh, individually as well, and and I uh, definitely grew a lot as a football player, and, and I was just so grateful to to come into a place um, where it was just so many amazing uh, people just surrounding me. I mean, I think about just the mentors that I had from day one um, on the field and off the field, and just the amazing coaching staff. Uh, that I got to just be a part of, and even my, uh, I just got to go to a game last week, and my head coach is still the head coach there, Coach Stig, and just getting to talk with him, and, and, and just the man of God that he is, and just the, the culture that he's built, uh, it's a, it's a place that you can go, and you can grow as a, as a man and a, and a player, and, and I was just, came in, into a great situation, and ended up having a lot of success on the field, and, uh, definitely enjoyed my time there. 
So after South Dakota State, obviously you're from Minnesota, and you, uh, I assume, I, I'm going out on a limb here, right, Jake, that you're a Minnesota Viking fan. You were uh, selected as an undrafted free agent in 2018. You signed with the Vikings, went to their camp, but that just had to be a special time for you just to be invited to their camp and to try out for the Vikings. It was. I mean, just being, like you said, man, I grew up a Vikings fan. That was my, my favorite team. I grew up watching Randy Moss, uh, Chris Carter, uh, then to Adrian Peterson, Percy Harvin, all those guys, and then to, to come and play with Diggs and Thielen and Devin Cook, Kirk Cousins, like all these guys, and be in the same locker room with them and just learn from them and, and, and be a part of that team. I mean, it was, it was so much fun and definitely surreal at times. I think even just the guys that I grew up loving and watching, uh, and cheering for and then to, to be in the locker room with them was, was pretty special. And I definitely enjoyed my time there. And I learned so much. I feel like I grew so much as a man, grew so much as a, as a player in my time there. Um, so I'm just, uh, so, so grateful for that. Even a lot of things that I'm teaching a lot of the younger guys now and, and guys in my training facilities, like so many things that I learned there from, from those guys and those coaches. Plus to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Jake Winicky plays or played for the Montreal Alouettes most recently in the Canadian Football League is a free agent. And let's talk about your, your pro career, because obviously when you play an elite level and uh, obviously you did well at the collegiate level, you want to continue on and play at the professional level. And the Vikings was part of that process, that growth, that journey, if you will. And you made a brief stint in the Alliance, uh, the Football League, and then you went up north to play in Canada, and you signed with the Montreal Alouettes. Different game uh, than the Amer- than the American game, of course. And you played 18 regular season games in 2019, 41 receptions, 569 yards, and eight touchdowns. And you were East Division's most outstanding rookie. But talk about the growth process, and then going up north to play in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, I think uh, you know. First of all, just after. After getting released from the Vikings, yeah, like you said, he shorts in the AF. And then uh, when the CFL Montreal called me, and I was like, oh, man, like I never even really had thought about going up there. And then uh, ended up starting to, to look into a little more and uh, decided to go up there. And I just, from, from the moment I got up there and was just in the locker room and just got to, to play, I just had a deeper appreciation for the CFL and just the league, the amazing talent there, the coaches that just uh, had, have had so much fun. Um, being a part of it, yeah, there's some different rules. I mean, especially a receiver, we get a run and start. Mm-hmm. There's only three downs instead of four downs. Um, so there's definitely some some different things that you got to get used to a little bit. Um, but I've just uh, I've just enjoyed every little uh, part of the league, the different nuances and different things, and, and even just a different strategy. I think just having three downs uh, makes it a, a completely different game and just how, how important every single play is. Obviously, it's important even in the U.S. with four downs, but it's just uh, – Definitely brings a lot of different uh, strategy and and, and different uh, styles of play as well. Well, talk about the mindset. When you go from a collegiate athlete, you're not paid to play, and then you become a professional, and this becomes your occupation of sorts. Um, uh, the work ethic, does that remain the same? How do you go about the program differently than the collegiate game? Yeah, well, I think something that especially just uh, for me um, and, and a lot of guys, I mean, coming out of college, um, now all of a sudden, a lot of our time is uh, training. Our time is is the off season. Mm-hmm. I think you just got to really learn, and even in your mindset, it's like man, like I want to. You got to learn to love getting better. You got to learn to love training. You got to learn learn to love showing up every day and and getting better. Because uh, I mean, I think about my first couple of years as a pro. It was a lot off season. I mean, I uh, ended up getting released from the Vikings, and now I'm out like the whole fall waiting. 
and and then I'm I'm just training, training, training. Go to AF, get released. Okay, now I'm I'm training, training, training. Go to the CFL that starts in like May, June. So I mean, now I had almost like eight months of off season. Um, just right now I have the season, play the season, my first season. Then COVID cancels the year, mm-hmm. and I have a whole another year and a half. So I mean, I feel like a lot of my pro career has been off season. I think one of the biggest things I've learned is just to to just enjoy uh, what I'm doing on a daily level. And uh, and like even even right now I'm in the off season and. And I, I truly love it. Uh, I'm actually, I also teach, uh, do some substitute teaching in the off season. So uh, go to school during the day, and then I go train. Go got my facility to train at after, and and I just love. It. I love the people that I'm around. I love uh, just putting in the work every day and just seeing the growth, and and being able to to improve year upon year. And also knowing, yeah, like I get to uh, get played to to get paid to play a game that I love, mm-hmm. and and I'm gonna enjoy that as long as I can. And uh, just continue to to get better. Yeah, Jake's teaching in the off season. That must be a great uh, thrill for the students, especially those on the football team, to have a professional athlete in their midst and to share stories and coaching and uh, trying to make them better. I want to talk about the mental game and the toughness that you need to go on this journey as an elite football player. Because when you're at South Dakota State, you, I mean, you you did phenomenal, right? You had 59 touchdowns, and you've been enjoying playing football, and everything's going great. Getting into the pro game, I'm sure you wanted to make it with the Minnesota Vikings, and then you had to take your talents, the Alliance of American Football, then ultimately to the Canadian Football League. How much has your mental game had to improve during this whole process to not only remain tough, but optimistic in your own abilities? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's, it's funny uh, just how, how life does it, but I think especially football just has a way of just, man, like there's going to be so many, so many great times, but there's going to be so many tough times and, and hard times and times when when uh, you get traded, you get released, you get cut. Like I've been cut um, a couple of different times, and, and every time that it happens, it just kind of brings you back down to earth. And it's like, man, like what do I? Almost like what do I do now? And and even just like, man, like am I good enough? Can I still do it? Um, and I think that's when you just got to go back to to God and just like, okay, first of all, asking God like, who do you say that I am? And knowing that, man, our our uh, identity is not in the sport. Or even what somebody might say, and and even the joy that we get from a sport, uh, that's not where our joy ultimately should stem from. Because I think so often as athletes, we we put all that we have, uh, we put so much work, we put everything we have, and then all of a sudden we get so wrapped up in it. Now, when somebody says something, or or if we get released or or cut, um, whatever it might be, uh, then we start to think, oh man, like I'm not very good, or or uh, I'm nothing, or or I'm a Loser, whatever it might be, I'm a failure. But uh, in reality, when we look and we say, man, like my joy is coming from the Lord, regardless of success on the field, uh, regardless of, of how much money I make, regardless of what people might say about me. Um, and then, OK, now now I can go through each day knowing whether I have success or not, whether I catch a bunch of passes or not. Uh, I'm going to live with the same joy. I'm going to live with the same passion, the same energy, knowing that uh, I got an amazing God who was right there with me. And he's calling me to do amazing things and far beyond the field because we we think it might end with the, our success on the field, but what we what we do in the locker room, how we treat our teammates, and and how we love on those that God puts in our lives, and then how we're using the 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 platform that we have to make an offering to God, like that's that's ultimately um, what is most important. And I think uh, in football and, and in life will do this to us, where it kind of just uh, brings us back down in those in those tough times when maybe we're not having the success that we want. And we start to realize, all right, like 
why am I here? Why am I even on this football team? Or, or ultimately, why am I on this earth? And I think the more that we can, can, can ask ourselves those questions and, and ask God those questions, then we start to find our purpose um, and realize it's so much deeper than football. Yeah, that's very well said, and that's that's really authentic identity because football is what you do. It's not who you are. So let's take a break. I want to pick that up, this faith theme. You're going to get to know a tremendous faith. Jake Winicky played for the Montreal Alouettes in the Canadian Football League. He's a free agent right now. We're going to talk football and faith when Blessed to Play returns right after this. EWTN podcasts are available on Spotify. Weekday shows from the Sunrise Morning Show through Cresta in the afternoon. Plus, the latest weekend programming. You can find it all at Spotify.com. EWTN uses the power of radio to reach people whenever and wherever they're searching for answers to questions about their Catholic faith. EWTN Radio is heard on over 500 domestic and international AM and FM radio affiliates. For a complete list of programs and how to hear EWTN Radio, visit EWTN.com and click Radio. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Jake Winicky, a tremendous football player, played his collegiate ball for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. As I mentioned in the first half of the show, he had 59 touchdowns. Also had 5,157 receiving yards. That's a lot of yards. Signed as a free agent uh, with the Minnesota Vikings in 2018, and then wound up playing in the CFL for the Montreal Alouettes, where he was a CFL All-Star in 2021 and he's a free agent right now and i'm sure he'll be signed so we'll look forward to uh seeing where he winds up in his uh his career but we're talking faith now with this pro football player and jake obviously faith is at the forefront your catholic faith but tell us uh how this passion came into your life and why you're so on fire for your faith yes i I grew up um going to church grew up in the catholic church had an amazing Family got an awesome mom and dad who uh, always brought us to church. I mean, no matter what, we're going every Sunday. And, and I actually, I really enjoyed it. Growing up, I have a lot of great memories of, of going to Mass, going to uh, even just like uh, um, mission trips and, and various things like Wednesday night uh, youth groups. Like I always, I always enjoyed all of that all the way through high school. And and I think a big thing with me, like, man, like I had a lot of uh, struggles, a lot of sins and different things behind closed doors but uh not not too much in the open i always try to kind of be uh portrayed as i had it all together and, and i think that kind of almost made me um just kind of fake my relationship with god but i didn't really have a relationship with god it wasn't until my freshman year of college mm-hmm. when I, I had a mentor of mine i went to, to mass my first sunday on campus and uh had a, a focused missionary reach out to me and and asked me just to, to grab lunch with him and i grabbed lunch with him and i remember he asked me about my prayer life and I mean, I was like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I pray before bed, I pray before meals, and and he asked, he's like, how how much, or do you ever just sit with God and just listen to him? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I never really tried that. 
And God, that's my challenge to you is, is just every day this week, just stop by the chapel at the Numa Center and just sit with God, just sit with Jesus for face to face for about 10 to 15 minutes. You can open your Bible. He showed me a couple of different ways I could pray, uh, a couple of ways I could pray with scripture. And uh, he said, do it 10 to 15 minutes every day. And I did that. I remember my first time. I remember where I was sitting um, in, in that church. And it was like my first time where I felt like a peace. Like I felt like, man, like this is God right here. This is Jesus right here in the tabernacle. And I feel like it was the first time in my life um, where I was actually listening for God's voice. I said, it just before that, I think a lot of my prayers stemmed from, okay, God, God, like, thank you for this. Or can I have this? Uh, and now it was uh, actually listening for God's voice and actually digging into the scriptures and trying to hear what God was trying to say to me. And I don't know, I felt the peace, like in Philippians 4, 7, man, a peace that surpassed all understanding. And for the first time I had that peace. And for the first time I was growing in my relationship with God and continue to meet with um, Andrew, it was a focus missionary's name, and 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 throughout my whole college was was meeting with him and and continued to challenge me and 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 invite me to grow and and I started digging into the the history of the church and um started just looking and I just fell more and more in love with Jesus every day and more and more in love with with the church that he started and uh, was just so grateful uh, for that for Andrew in my life and. And to push me and just to, to start praying. And now, even in my in my daily life now, fast forward, uh, about, about 10 years ago, now I got a, a wife and, and two kids. And, and I just know the importance that I need every single day. I need to spend some time with, with Jesus. I do. First thing when I wake up, I know I need it because the days when I don't spend that time with God, man, my whole my whole day is a little off because I'm not connected to the vine. And, and I think uh, that's just John 15. That's what Jesus commands us to be connected to the vine. And I know I need that every single day in that in that time in prayer. Chatting with Jake Winicky, a professional football player, most recently playing for the Montreal Alouettes in the Canadian Football League. So you have this encounter with God, and you're transformed, right? You're, something is new in your life. So those people around you who saw the quote-unquote old Jake Winicky, how did they handle this new approach to life, your Catholic worldview? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I like how you even said that, yeah, the Catholic worldview, and like I think about like, taking Jesus' yoke upon him, like, his worldview, and like, yeah, man, the world, the way that I viewed the world started to change. I started to view it the way that, um, I mean, Jesus viewed it, and I was striving to, to be more like Jesus, so hopefully my desires were more like him, and, and they were, and, and I think just the more that I um, was seeking Jesus, the more that I just desired to to honor him, and and, and literally the things that I thought about and, and did uh, started to align with that. And, and there's a lot of old things that I did and a lot of sins that I struggled with that I just didn't want any part with anymore. And even when I would go back home, I remember my brothers were saying, man, these are just not the same. Like, I still love sports. I still love certain things. So I could still hang out with them if we were playing sports. But there's just certain things that I didn't want to do anymore. And, and I didn't have the desire to do. And um, I don't know, it was crazy just kind of how Jesus just, especially slowly over throughout my college, like just changed my desires and, and aligned them more um, with him. And, and yeah, it definitely was, uh, I think with new men, when I came back from college and, and I saw certain relationships flourish and, and, and like, I even think about my relationship with, uh, my mom flourished because we started digging into, uh, the scriptures and started talking about Jesus. And then I think about my now wife, we went to high school together and we were friends in high school. Um, and then kind of just stopped talking for a while and, uh, ended up reconnecting, uh, at my sophomore year of college and, and. Like she saw a new man and, and I saw kind of the same thing in her, her seek, seeking Jesus. And and then uh, we started dating my junior year, her sophomore year of college. And, and now we've been married for almost four years, got got two kids and, and just seeing how 
our desires have continued to to grow and, and, and shape and shift more like to Jesus. Yeah, and shout out to your wife, Brenda, and uh, hopefully we'll be listening to this interview. So you're around a lot of young people, right? And uh, when young people look up to athletes, obviously you have a platform. And you could give them a different message now that it's not all about just the game and about who you are and what your talent is, but there's more to life to that. But I, I want to know what strengthens you on an everyday When you get up in the morning, uh, how do you pray? What, what prayers invigorate you, inspire you, get you through that day? Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, like you, you know, what kind of gets me through each day, what kind of gives me um, anything. I remember even one person asked me one time, just like, like, what gives you joy? Like, how are you so joyful each day? And I remember thinking, and I was like, man, like, the only way that I can even have joy is if I receive it from Jesus, if I, if I spend time in prayer and spend time um, in the scriptures. And it just kind of uh, reconvicted me just how important I need that every day. And, and yeah, like you said, like every single morning, um, I try to give God at least the first 15 minutes of, of my day. Uh, I, so I really started doing that intentionally. Mm-hmm. There's been different times where I've had different times in, uh, of the day where I have done it, but I know how much I need it in the morning. So regardless of what time I'm getting up, I could always get up 15 minutes earlier. And I started doing that uh, during the season uh, when I was up in Canada. And I'll continue to do that as I'm teaching. So say instead of getting up at 6.30, man, I'm going to get up at 6.15 or I'm going to get up at 6 and uh, and spend that, at least that first 15 minutes with God. And what I love to do is uh, Alexia Divina. And, and um, so right now I'm actually through Advent. I'm just reading through uh, Matthew. I'm reading a chapter of, of Matthew every day. And so my first morning, what I like to do is just read a a chapter of Matthew and then uh, pick a section of scripture or a verse, something that I read and then uh, pray Lexia Divina. So I'll just read it about three times through. It was one of the ways that uh, one of my mentors taught me to, to, to pray um, when I was in college. And and I just love to, to read that and just pray and just uh, allow God and, and uh, Jesus just to speak to me through the scriptures and, and just put myself there. Like I was there sitting with Jesus and allow him just to speak with me and just ask how I got like, what are you pointing out to me? Why? And just like, what, what do you want me to do now? Like, how do you want me to walk with you today? And I think it just focuses my day. It's like, all right, this day is not about you. Because I think a lot of times the first thoughts coming through my mind when I wake up is, all right, Jake, what are we going to do today? And I think that just, that prayer just reorients me. I was like, all right, God, what do you want to do today? With the craziness going on in our world, and you experience this as we all have, especially in your football career with the COVID year and then the unrest and everything else that's going, and you're in Minnesota. I mean, you had a... Uh, uh, you know, a bird's eye view of what was going on right there. How much more important is it to be centered on God and knowing what he wants for each one of us? I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, in this day and age, I mean, I see it every day, um, even in the schools. And, and it's cool just to even just uh, to see what's going on in so many different people's lives and coming from different places and just kind of being able to hopefully uh, relate with people, but then also ultimately be able to, to point them back to, to Jesus and, and ultimately, that's the only thing that's, that's going to last, and that's the only thing that's going to give us purpose and joy and a, and a peace in our lives. Because, uh, man, like like Ecclesiastes says, and, and Proverbs, so many different places tell us throughout the scriptures that we can we can chase all these things, but it's all just fleeting. It's not. It's never going to satisfy. It's never going to do anything. It's all worth nothing. But um, but we we all know one uh, that does matter. That 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 will last forever. Jesus says his words will will last forever, and and we know that. Eternal life with him is ultimately what we're living for. And, and when we have that purpose, uh, we can go into our daily world. We can go into, I can go into the school and see all these kids and hopefully just give them some hope, man. We have a, an amazing hope 
uh, that we're living for, and that's that's ultimately eternity with Jesus. And and hopefully, I can just share that uh, with everyone that I encounter, and 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 those that God, especially places in my life, to go deeper with. That uh, that I can invite them to to come to know Jesus and and walk with Him and and ultimately be with Him for eternity. I mean, that's my prayer for me and my family, my kids, but also all the people that I uh, teach and, and come across on a daily basis. I mean, I want them to when they see me to see Jesus. So hopefully. Uh, I can live out John 15 and be connected to the vine, but I know it stems first from my prayer and then also now to, to walk with him and, and so that when other people see me, uh, they see him. Yeah, I'm thinking that uh, Jake's the Catholic Tim Tebow as this in- interview goes on, and that's, that's a tremendous compliment that I'm giving you. Jake, uh, you know, let's let's get back to football here. You're a 6'4 wide receiver, and uh, you talked about Randy Moss, who you got a good look at there when he played for the Vikings, but... Uh, who did you look up to as a wide receiver, as a football player, growing up and even into your collegiate years? Man, so I've had I've had a lot. I think yeah, my first one for sure, Randy Moss. I mean, being in Minnesota, everybody wants to be like Randy Moss for sure. So uh, he's probably definitely the most uh, most influential, especially most of my childhood. But then I've had a lot of different favorite receivers over the year. I always loved Julio Jones, loved Demarius Thomas, uh, AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, love uh, Odell. Um, now I love like Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. I mean, there's so many, so many receivers, Devontae Adams, so many receivers I think that I, that I love and, and, and learn from just watching, like whenever I'm watching a football game, I'm watching the receivers, looking at different techniques, kind of seeing how they're playing. And, and I love to just, uh, to learn from them and learn from watching them. Do you actually practice the one hand grab of the ball? <laughs> uh, every once in a while. I mean, I think I'm more of a two handed catcher now. I think I mostly practice with two, but, uh, especially when I was young, yeah, I think I, I did a lot of, practice with one hand and now it's just kind of every once in a while it has to happen but uh i try to always get two hands if i can yeah i think odell beckham brought that into vogue and now everyone wants that one-handed catch and uh you need some big hands to do that i'm sure you have those as well well jake winnicky has been our guest uh tremendous guy folks what a great role model is he's teaching right now uh, high school students, so I'm sure they're benefiting by his perspective of life, his faith, and who he is as a person. But uh, tremendous football player and looking to continue in the pro game. Uh, he played in the CFL most recently. So, Jake, will be looking where you wind up. But many blessings to you and uh, success as you continue your pro career. But thank you for sharing your faith and a little bit about you right here on Blessed to Play. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessedthenumber2play.com. You could look us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Jake Winnicky. I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at Info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.